If you're anything like me, the thought of slaving away in the kitchen for hours after a hectic day is a little less than appealing. But what if I told you that I've got a little something to make your weekday anti-inflammatory eating a breeze? Introducing my free checklist, the must-have kitchen staples for effortless anti-inflammatory dinners. This is your ticket to stress-free weekday dinners and consistent success in the kitchen. Imagine not having to deal with last-minute grocery store runs or staring at your pantry in exhaustion. Imagine coming home from a demanding day, effortlessly whipping up an anti-inflammatory meal, and still having time to unwind, relax, and catch up on your favorite shows. All you have to do is head over to betterwithcarbo.com forward slash checklist and claim your free copy of this invaluable resource. Let this checklist be your guide to transform your kitchen into a haven of effortless anti-inflammatory cooking and well-balanced meals. Get ready for a life where weekday anti-inflammatory eating is not just easier, but it's downright delightful. Your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you starts right now. So bottom line, before you start downing those supplements, do your homework and make sure that you're taking a form that your body can easily work with. I'm Chrissy Carbo, registered dietitian and host of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Here we cut through the confusion and complexity of inflammatory health to deliver straightforward, bite-sized strategies and information you can easily apply to your life. Not too long ago, I was lost in a sea of information, overwhelmed by the challenges of inflammation. But through years of trial, education, and self-discovery, I learned to break free from the chaos of fad diets and cultivate a practical anti-inflammatory lifestyle that not only helped me stabilize my own diagnosis, but thrive with it. Whether you're an autoimmune warrior or simply seeking a healthier, uncomplicated life, you found your tribe. Join me as we explore realistic strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. So if you're ready to embrace a simpler, healthier way of living, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Carbo, and today we're diving into the world of supplements. You know, it's really interesting because one of the first questions people ask me most often when they've been newly diagnosed with something is, hey, what supplement should I take for insert symptom here? And I get it. You've been diagnosed with something and it's new and it's maybe even a little bit scary for you and you want to start taking care of your health and supplementing may seem like a quick and more natural alternative for our health problems. But here's the thing. Before you start popping pills, There's some homework you should do first, and it can save you both time and money. And hear me out. I totally get where you're coming from. When I was diagnosed with MS, my doctor told me that the only treatment option I had was lifelong immunosuppressant therapy. And this was a pretty daunting prospect for someone who was cautious about even taking a Tylenol. So, of course, I started looking into supplements as a more natural alternative to tackle inflammation. But the thing is, is after years of immersing myself in the world of inflammation, its triggers, and managing my own diagnosis, and not to mention experimenting with a few supplements myself, I found out that relying solely on supplements isn't a one-size-fits-all solution, especially when you haven't asked yourself a few important questions first. So let's dive in and start off with the first important question, which is, are there any lifestyle habits or routines that I currently have that may not be helping my situation? And this is a really important question to ask yourself because certain routines and lifestyle habits could be the very reason why you're looking to supplement in the first place. 
And if left unaddressed, they may even affect how well your body absorbs those nutrients that you're supplementing with. For example, a few weeks ago, my very sweet husband asked me for advice on a good melatonin pill because he was having trouble sleeping. He said he'd toss and turn at night and then feel like a zombie while he was at work the next day. And I'll be honest, we've been together for over 10 years, so I like to think that I know him pretty well. And without giving away too much, let's just say there are some areas where he could make a few tweaks that would probably help him a bit more than a melatonin supplement. Now, I don't want to blow up my husband's spot, but one of his nightly habits is going all in on video games, literally right before bed. And then once he's actually in bed, he'll typically fall into a YouTube rabbit hole. And I oh so lovingly communicated to my husband that getting into the habit of winding down and creating a calm atmosphere before sleep, what's also known as sleep hygiene, is pretty crucial for getting a good night's rest. And I'm sharing this with you because if you got some health concerns and you haven't checked your daily habits for some potential improvements, buying supplements is honestly just going to be a waste of your time and money. Think about it for a second. A multivitamin won't do much if you're eating mostly nutrient-poor foods. A probiotic isn't going to make that big of a difference if you're not eating prebiotics. And melatonin, well, it's not miraculously going to improve your sleep if you're playing Call of Duty right before bed. So it's all about taking a whole picture approach when addressing the root cause of your symptoms for real, long-lasting results. A supplement should help support your efforts, but never be the fix. The next question I want you to ask yourself before you start taking a supplement is, is this nutrient that I'm supplementing with in its most bioavailable form? Meaning, is this nutrient in a form that's easily absorbable by my body? This is a pretty big deal because if you're popping a supplement that your body has to work overtime to process, it might not be getting the full dose or maybe none of it at all. Take folate, for example, also known as vitamin B9. It's a vital nutrient that does all sorts of good things for our body, like keeping our mood in check, supporting our immune system, and helping our tissues grow. Now, many supplements out there will sell you the form of vitamin B9 that's called folic acid, which honestly, our bodies struggle to absorb efficiently. To make things work, folic acid has to go through this process called methylation to become its most bioavailable form, 5-methyltetrahydrofolate, also known as 5-MTHF. Now, sure, our bodies are supposed to know how to handle this conversion, but if you're dealing with any gut issues like many of us are, or if you happen to carry the SNP or single nucleotide polymorphism to the MTHFR gene, which fun fact, a lot of us do unknowingly, absorbing that essential folate can be a real challenge. So bottom line, before you start downing those supplements, do your homework and make sure that you're taking a form that your body can easily work with. Now, speaking of absorption and gut issues, that leads me into the next question you should ask yourself, which is, am I supporting my gut health? We are talking about nutrient absorption after all, and guess what happens? Right in your gut. So before you start taking supplements, it's really important to make sure that your gut is in tip-top shape. Otherwise, you might as well be tossing your money right out the window. Let's use vitamin B12 as a prime example. This little guy is essential for nerve and gene development, not to mention that it helps keep your energy levels up. This really important nutrient gets absorbed in the small intestine, yet its deficiency is incredibly common. And here's the kicker. The issue isn't that the supplement is using a crappy form of B12. 
A lot of solid research points to B12 deficiency being linked to gut issues, specifically an inflamed gut. And what causes gut inflammation? Things like a diet lacking in nutrients, eating foods that trigger inflammation, sky-high stress levels, and an unhappy community of gut bacteria, which is also known as dysbiosis. But keep in mind, supporting your gut isn't just specific to vitamin B12. The exact spot in your gut where nutrient absorption happens depends on that particular nutrient. So it's really important to give your gut some TLC before you start supplementing because trust me, it's a crucial piece to the puzzle. Now, this next question shouldn't be a total shocker. You are, after all, listening to a podcast by a dietitian. But the next question you want to ask yourself before you start supplementing is, have I tried getting enough of this nutrient from food? And again, I want to reiterate, I'm not just saying this to show favoritism towards food, but food is where you're going to find nutrients in their most bioavailable, most natural and absorbable forms, which makes it a breeze for your body to take them in and put them to good use. What's even better about focusing on food is that it comes bundled with vitamins and minerals that work together to enhance the absorption of that main nutrient that you're after, way better than a supplement ever could. For instance, if you're thinking about getting more calcium, a calcium supplement might help, but foods rich in calcium like kale bring along companions like vitamin C, which supercharges your body's calcium absorption. Plus, kale won't break the bank like a three-month supply of supplements. So here's the thing. If you have added more nutrient-rich foods to your diet, you've audited your habits and your routines, you are supporting your gut, and you're looking for a supplement that has that nutrient in its most bioavailable form, one final question I want you to ask yourself is, what else is in this supplement? Supplements have an ingredients list because there may be some other ingredients used to make the capsule, for example. But some manufacturers of supplements also add ingredients to improve taste and appearance or even preserve the supplement. These kinds of ingredients aren't beneficial to your health and at the end of the day may even negate the benefit of taking that supplement to begin with. Some ingredients that you want to avoid would be added sugars and artificial sweeteners, food coloring, and hydrogenated oils. You're likely going to find these ingredients in gummy versions of supplements. Some other not-so-obvious ingredients that you want to avoid would be magnesium silicate or titanium dioxide. And if you find yourself taking these supplements that have ingredients like this to mask the taste, this may be another reason to revisit getting this nutrient from food. And before I end this episode, I just want you to remember one really important thing. Supplements are great to use to support our health, but in most cases, your diagnosis or your symptoms aren't a result of a deficiency in one nutrient. In order to truly improve your health, you have to take a whole picture approach. Take a look at your diet, your habits, routines, your mindset. And if you still want to supplement, do your homework and look for a good quality supplement. And that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. And if you did, I'd very much appreciate it if you left a review and maybe shared this episode with someone else who might find this information helpful. And take a look at our show notes so that you know where to find me on social media so we can continue the conversation. And feel free to subscribe if you're enjoying all of this anti-inflammatory goodness. Until next time, guys. Same time, same place. Bye for now.